Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 31 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. The Rangers coming off of last night's 4-1 home defeat to the Vegas Golden Knights. Not a good night for the Rangers. I think I'm pretty much stating the obvious there. They fall, of course, into an early 2-0 hole. Just not a good start to this game. Not the way you want to come out of the starting blocks. And not the way a team that you think is going to start when they're coming in 4-0-1 in their last five. But be that as it may, the Knights jumped all over the Rangers early in this game. Rangers play a little bit better. You know, toward the end of the first period, it seems like they're going to get back into it. They got a couple scoring chances. A uh, late first period goal for the Rangers would have been big there, but it did not happen. And unfortunately, the second period, it's kind of more of the same. The Knights go on to take a 4-0 lead. The Rangers get one back in the second period, but then a scoreless third period. And just like that, the Rangers' five-game point streak comes to an end. And I'm not going to sugarcoat. I'm not going to give them a free pass here because they, they did not play well here. And I really do think this season that the Rangers are truly going to be a fringe playoff team. And we'll see where things add up. But as far as the Rangers, and I know it's early to talk about the playoffs, but as far as the postseason is concerned, I really do think it's going to come right down to the wire for the Rangers. And that's in a lot of ways, that's exciting because all these games feel very, very important when you're watching them. I don't think anybody expects the Rangers to finish on top of the Eastern Conference in the regular season and cruise into the postseason. It's gonna be it's gonna be a photo finish, and every one of these games is crucial. And because of that, you know, when you watch these games, you're you're fully invested and it's very important to come out with two points. And the Rangers gave that away last night. I'm not taking anything away from the Knights because they played a, a strong road game, but Vegas has not exactly stormed out of the starting blocks this season. They aren't exactly world beaters in the Western Conference. If the playoffs ended right now, they would be on the outside looking in. And on top of that, Knights start a very young, very inexperienced goalie in Malcolm Subban. Subban's played okay for the Knights, but, you know, again, I don't think he's the kind of goalie that should necessarily limit you to, to just one goal. And the Rangers basically just got beat in all facets of the game last night. Again, I'm not going to kill them. I mean, I'm, I'm not giving them a free pass, but I'm not going to kill them either because you have to be realistic to, enough to understand that, you know, the Rangers weren't going to go the rest of the season here without another regulation loss. It happens. It was not a good performance last night. The big thing for me whenever you get a game like this is how do you respond? How do the Rangers come back from this? Can they immediately just get right back on track and make this loss, you know, an immediate thing of the past and not, you know, a sign of what's to come? And the Rangers will get a chance to do that. They have a couple of off days here. They are off on Tuesday and Wednesday. And then they're back at it on Thursday. They have a 7 p.m. road tilt against the Columbus Blue Jackets. And that is the first game of a back-to-back. The following night on Friday, they will be at home against the Montreal Canadiens, also at 7 p.m. Georgiev will be in net on Thursday. And Lundqvist will be between the pipes on Friday. And a big shout-out to Danny Webster from Locked On Vegas Golden Knights. We did a special crossover episode yesterday to preview this game. And one of the players that he mentioned, we were talking a little bit about, you know, some guys who have been under the radar impressive for both teams. And one of the guys that he mentioned was Alex Tuck. And he was anything but under the radar here. He scored a couple of goals early in this game. He scores 134 into the contest to open the scoring. Really, uh, probably a save that Lundqvist should have had. I mean, Tuch is going in from the left circle, and he, he takes a wrist shot. Lundqvist got a, a decent piece of it with his glove, and the puck trickles behind him. I mean, probably should have just caught that one clean. But the puck is laying there on the crease. There's a scramble, and as Lundqvist is trying to keep the puck out, he inadvertently knocks it into the net. So just like that, it's one to nothing. Knights. 
And then just a couple minutes later, the Knights go on the power play. And really, this overall was a good penalty kill for the Rangers. We mentioned this yesterday, how the penalty kill has kind of raided the ship. They were 20 for the last 21 coming into this game. And the Knights get absolutely nothing in the first minute. Jacob Truba gets a couple of clears. Strom forces a turnover in the neutral zone. But the Knights do gain entry then with maybe about eight seconds left. They go in on the rush and they score with just two seconds left on the man advantage. So tough to give that one up there. But Schmidt made a really nice cross ice pass to Tuck. And Tuck once again scores right there from the doorstep. Just kind of lifts the puck over Lundqvist's pads. It's a power play goal. Knights up two to nothing. Less than four minutes into the action. But even beyond the two early goals, just not a good start for the Rangers. Just a little sloppy, little flat-footed. Stasny positions himself in front of the Ranger net. He receives a pass, and is just kind of whacking away on the doorstep. The Rangers are there, but they're just a little slow getting there. Uh, Lundqvist does keep the puck out. He freezes the puck, but Rangers under fire here. Not even six minutes into the game, and the Knights are out shooting the Rangers 10-2. to Back the other way, you know, the Rangers finally get something of an opportunity. Ryan Strom moves in quickly with Capo Caco, and Strom puts the puck just wide of the net. He had the option whether to shoot or pass there. The pass was kind of taken away, but good to see again, you know, Caco a little bit more visible out there involved in the rush, even though he didn't get the puck on this play. And the Knights come right back in on a rush of their own, and they put the puck off the crossbar. So just like that, I mean, inches away from the Knights going up 3 to nothing. And then a really nice play by Philip Heedle. He maintains possession of the puck behind the Vegas net. He comes out in front with his back turned to the net, and he spins around, shoots, and the save is made by Subban. But while all this is happening, you know, Lemieux is trying to get to the rebound, and the Rangers get their first power play of the game. Lemieux is hooked down by Wah as he's trying to get to the puck. So Rangers on the man advantage for the first time in the evening. Rangers with a decent power play here, but they don't score. Probably the best opportunity was when Artemi Panarin got the puck on his stick in the right circle. He, he ripped a wrist shot, but Subban made a blocker save. Uh, Zabanajad had a shot on net near the end here, but the puck deflected out of play. And, you know, it was an okay power play, but just two shots and nothing that really looked like it was, you know, ticketed for the twine. But again, you know, the Rangers just a little sloppy here on their own end of the ice. Truba has the puck behind the Ranger net, and Stasny comes in and basically just takes it away from him. Uh, bad giveaway. It doesn't lead to anything, but a bad giveaway there by Truba. He's got to be better than that with the puck in his own end of the ice. I mean, he had it, and Stasny basically just came in and took it away. And there's a, there's a play stoppage soon thereafter, but nevertheless, got to be better in your own zone. But the Rangers are getting a bit of a push at this point. They work the puck to D'Angelo, and he moves in, takes a wrister from the right faceoff dot, but Subban once again steers it aside. So Subban looking sharp, the Rangers at least creating a few more scoring opportunities as this period progresses. But then again, more sloppy play by the Rangers in their own zone. Haley makes a really bad pass. I'm not even sure what he was trying to do, but he was along the boards on the right side, and he just kind of passes to his left, and it pretty much went straight to a player on the Knights. There's a quick shot, but... Lundqvist comes up with a save late in the first period. Then the Rangers get their second power play, this one with 47 seconds remaining, and Panarin tattoos a shot wide with about 20 seconds left. Panarin passes into Kreider deep. Kreider is on the goal line. Kreider tries to play it back into the slot, but the Knights break up the pass. So the Rangers had a shot or two here late in the first period to get a goal, get back into the game, but not quite able to do it. They enter the break, still down 2 to nothing. 
The good news here, if you're a Ranger fan going into the second period, is that this team knows that it can come back. We've seen it a couple of times recently, most notably the 4 nothing deficit that was erased in Montreal. The Rangers, of course, coming back to win that one 6-5, but also, you know, coming back against the Minnesota Wild to win that one as well, down 2-1 to one late in that game, and they end up winning it in overtime. But yeah, I mean, Brendan Smith even talked about that in an interview during the first intermission that, you know, there's a belief that this team can come back. They just got to find their game at this point. Unfortunately, doesn't quite go that way. And the Rangers, of course, have that carryover power play, but not a whole lot going on here. In fact, the best opportunity here to start the second period belonged to the Knights, shorthanded. Riley Smith got the opportunity. He went in and put the puck just wide, tried to go for a deflection there, and again, just, just wide of the cage. Uh, one thing that stood out here, though, the Rangers, again, not, not a great power play here for the Rangers, but Tony D'Angelo is very, very good when his team is on the power play and a team is trying to clear the puck. Uh, you know, they'll fling the puck and he'll somehow knock it down and keep it in the zone. That's the second time he's done it in this game. So, yeah, Tony D'Angelo, again, playing very well for the Rangers on the power play. He looks strong. He was one of the better players on the ice for the Rangers in the first period, and he continues that here with a nice keep in on the power play. Rangers get maybe their best scoring opportunity of the night. Artemi Panarin gains the zone. He sends a cross-ice pass to the other side to Adam Fox, and Fox immediately dishes in deep to Ryan Strom, who once again goes to the net. And they just couldn't quite connect there, but Strom was looking for that tip-in goal that we've seen him score a bunch of times and just not quite able to finish. Rangers get another chance. Zibanejad up the right boards on the rush. He passes to his left to Pavel Buchnevich. Buchnevich sends it immediately to his left to Chris Kreider, and Kreider rings one off the near post, so just a couple inches away from making this game 2-1. to one. So the Rangers had the ball rolling a little bit. A pretty good start to the second period here. The, the poor power play notwithstanding, but then a mistake by Brett Howden. Howden is trying to gain the Knights' zone, and he does. He forces his way over the blue line. The Knights are trying to stand him up right at the blue line. He passes off the boards to himself, gets to the puck, but then tries to pass back toward the blue line, and I'm not really sure what he was trying to do here because the two defensemen on the ice were, were Truba and Shea, and the pass wasn't really anywhere near either of those guys. And Riley Smith just says, thank you very much, I'll take that. And he goes in on a breakaway, pulls the puck to his backhand, and scores. And just like that, you know, again, this, this strong start to the second period has now been wasted because you just give one away to the Knights, and it's now 3 to nothing. So just a bad play there by Brett Howden all around. And, you know, you just got to be smarter than that. I know he's trying to make a play, but, you know, again, he just kind of blindly passes back to the blue line, just kind of hoping somebody would be there. And somebody was there, and it was Riley Smith, and it's it's just a free breakaway the other the other way. So, yeah, not a good play by Howden. Rangers now in a three-goal deficit. So off the ensuing faceoff, Carlson and Marcheseau go in with a full head of seam. Marcheseau rips a wrist shot from the right faceoff circle, but Henrik Lundqvist comes up with a really nice save. Capocacco takes a high sticking penalty, so the Knights are back on the power play. The Knights need just 21 seconds to convert on the man advantage. Max Pacioretty receives a cross-ice pass, scores from a really sharp angle, short side against Henrik Lundqvist, and just like that, 4-0 Knights, and they now have two power play goals. So the Rangers penalty kill unit on fire coming into tonight. Not so much in this one, and Coach Quinn takes a timeout and kind of lets the Rangers have it on the bench. I mean, it's not like he was out of control, but you can tell, you know, he wanted to push some buttons and try to get these guys going a little bit. And it's really unfortunate what's happened here because the Rangers, like we said, you know, they started this second period for the first couple of minutes playing pretty well. Again, the power play wasn't great, the carryover power play, but they were creating some scoring chances, spending more time on Vegas' side of the rink, 
and it just gets away from them after that bad turnover by Brett Howden. The Knights make it 3 nothing. Then you take a penalty. Then it's 4 nothing. So in the blink of an eye, you know, it looks like the Rangers, like we said, were going to jump back into this game. It looked like it was only a matter of time before they, they got one back. And unfortunately, it just goes completely in the other direction. This is the key sequence of the game. Because, yeah, the first period wasn't great, but the Rangers were playing a little bit better toward the end of it. For the most part, that carried into the first couple minutes of the second period. But then it just completely goes south. And the next thing you know, you blink and you're down 4 to nothing. But the Rangers really back on their heels. You know, Tony D'Angelo has the puck in his own zone. He's, he's just looking to move the puck to his left to the other defenseman, and he just fans on the pass, and Marcia Saul able to put the puck on net. Lundqvist keeps it out. But yeah, I mean, this period has clearly taken a turn for the worse at this point. Rangers really back on their heels for a lot of this second period, but they do get another opportunity. Ryan Strom takes possession of the puck in the neutral zone. He zips in and takes a wrist shot from the left circle, but Malcolm Subban squares it up, hangs on for a stoppage. Rangers move back in on the rush, three on two, and Panarin passes to his left to Ryan Strom. Strom takes a shot. This one, you know, this one looked ticketed for the twine, but Subban somehow gets his glove on it and deflects it wide of the net. And Subban's played well. I mean, you do have to tip your cap a little bit. He's been okay for the Knights and really just on top of his game here tonight. And it's not that he's been under a ton of pressure from the Rangers, you know, from the opening faceoff to the end. But, you know, overall, you know, you got to say he had a strong night. He was there for the Knights when they needed him. Rangers finally get one back late here in the second period, and it all started with really an epic battle for the puck along the boards. The puck's pinned along the boards. Jesper Foss is in there for the Rangers. Brendan Lemieux is in there as well, and there's two Golden Knights there. Just in a dead heat to gain possession of the puck, the Rangers eventually, they work the puck up the boards to Zabanajad. Zabanajad throws a pass to his right to Jacob Truba. Truba moves in a little bit, and fires the puck toward the net, and Brendan Lemieux is right there for the deflection. He tips it home. And the Rangers finally on the board here late in the second period. Glimmer of hope going forward. Rangers really applying some pressure here in the final minute of the second period. Strom almost sets up Panarin on the doorstep. It goes just wide. Brady Shea winds up and cranks the slap shot. That one goes just wide as well. But the Rangers really had the Knights reeling here. Unfortunately, just not able to quite put the puck in the net. And if you're a Ranger fan, you're thinking, man, let's just get one here. Let's just get this late goal here in the second period. We'll go into the third period down 4-2. And you got some hope at that point. You know, it's game on. And you've got all the momentum as well. But unfortunately, just not quite able to put the puck in the net. So the third period begins. And if you're looking for a reason to be optimistic, it's that the Rangers are tied for second best in the NHL, in goal differential in the third period. That is a great stat to have in your favor. It didn't really come into play tonight, but the Rangers entered this one plus 11 in goals in the third period. That's the sign of a team that is at its best when all the chips are down and everything is on the line. Of course, there were no goals scored in this third period, so that plus 11 remains intact going forward. And the Rangers do get a scoring opportunity just a minute into this third period here. Panarin goes in along the left side, along the boards. He circles back, and he passes across the ice to Pavel Buchnevich. Buchnevich probably tries to do a little bit too much here. He tries to stick handle, tries to deep the goalie, and ends up stumbling and not even really getting a shot off at all. I mean, the puck went on net, but Subban easily steers it aside. Capo Caco, just about a minute later, draws a penalty against the Knights. Caco was going hard to the net, and he was hooked by Shea. Teodor, so Rangers back on the man advantage. Rangers getting some good opportunities, some good puck movement early in this power play, but the Knights eventually get the clear. And Capo Caco puts a shot on net with about 30 seconds left in the power play, but Subban with a strong save, and that pretty much does it for the man advantage. Rangers getting some opportunities, but just not able to finish. 
And Tony D'Angelo continues his strong night. He draws a penalty against Max Pacioretty. Pacioretty trips him up in the neutral zone. D'Angelo put a really nice move on him, and, and rather than just let his man get by him, Pacioretty reaches out and trips him up. So the Rangers on the power play for another two minutes. Kind of a mixed bag, this power play. You know, they had some chances, but there was also a miscue in their own zone. I mean, Zibanejad had the puck, and William Carlson comes in on the forecheck, takes it away from him, brings the puck behind the Ranger net, and then you got to spend, you know, 10, 15, 20 seconds trying to get the puck away from the Knights. They're in there deep, and, you know, they've got the puck pinned against the boards, and it's not an ideal power play when you're spending a lot of time in your own zone, you know, just trying to get the puck, uh, you know, away from the boards. But the Rangers eventually do get possession. They re-enter the zone. Panarin tried to look for a deflection on the doorstep. Panarin passed in front. The Rangers had a couple of guys there, not quite able to connect. Adam Fox is ripping the puck at the net. So some good, some bad on this power play, but just, again, not able to convert. And the broadcast eventually shows a replay of that pass by Panarin. Because, again, you know, he put the puck near the net. There were two Rangers there. And Chris Kreider is right there on the doorstep. And it looked like he had the deflection and it almost looked like he pulled his stick away, and I don't know why he would do that unless he thought that the pass was going to his teammate there. But, man, Kreider had a chance there. Just just extend your stick, and the puck's probably going to deflect off of it and into the net. Uh, Subban was not going to make that stop. You know, Subban had committed to Panarin, and he was not going to be able to get back over to his right in time. And I don't know what happened. You know, Kreider, Kreider's got to—I think he's got to put that one home, but just not quite able to make it happen. Rangers get a power play with 2.14 remaining when Artemi Panarin is taken down in front of the Vegas net. And the Rangers immediately pull Henrik Lundqvist to get the 6-on-4 advantage, but once again, not able to convert on the man advantage. Time runs out. The Rangers drop this one 4-1. to one. Not a great night for the Rangers. You know, they were pretty soundly outplayed by the Knights in this one, and really not a whole lot else to say. I mean, sometimes it happens. You just get beat. But the Rangers, the thing that kills you in this one if you're a Ranger fan is... So you have the bad start to the first period, but then you start to turn the tide a little bit in your favor, and it looks like you're going to get back into this game, but then just the bad turnover in the second period leads to the Knights taking a 3-0 lead. They go up 4-0 immediately after that with a power play goal. So yeah, the Rangers just kind of shooting themselves in the foot, you know, when it looks like the tide is going to turn. Anytime in this game where it looked like the tide was going to turn in the Rangers' favor, they would do something to prevent that from happening. Either they wouldn't be able to finish a quality scoring opportunity, and sometimes, you know, Subban just made a nice save. You know, that happens. You just got to tip your cap. But bottom line, this just was not the Rangers' night. The five-game point streak, as we said, comes to an end. The Rangers entered 4-0-1 in their last five. Look, it happens. It was it was not a good performance from this Ranger team, but the big thing is now, how do you respond to it? Can you bounce back against the Columbus Blue Jackets on Thursday on the road? Look, Columbus is a tough team. They've been up and down a little bit this season, but, you know, still definitely a dangerous team. Artemi Panarin will be going back to play his old squad, and we'll see how that goes on Thursday. They got a couple of days to regroup here, kind of catch their breaths a little bit after this one, and yeah, you know, we'll see how it goes. It's going to be a great challenge playing another back-to-back. We will see how they do against the Blue Jackets and the Canadians in the back-to-back, and once again, guys, thanks for joining in today. We will have a brand new episode for you guys tomorrow, Wednesday morning. I'm going to set it to auto-publish, and it's going to go out at, I don't know, we'll say 4 a.m. Eastern time. I haven't done it this way before. I always kind of publish it manually, but hopefully the auto-publish goes off without a hitch, and anybody who's got an early commute will be able to listen on the way in. And we're not going to do an episode on Thursday. We will do our fifth episode of the week on Friday because that'll give us a lot to talk about. We'll have the Blue Jackets game to review, and we'll have the Canadians game to preview. So we'll look forward to all of that.
If you want to get in touch with the podcast, send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. And be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Again, that is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Thanks again, guys. I'll see you next time.